If you could be any flower, what would you be? Oh my god. I would be a white rose. Sunflower. Daisy. Daisy? What is happening? I was very excited to do this podcast. That answer just went in so many different directions. A daisy, daisy boy. What? I don't even know what a daisy looks like. What is it? Why did it's you ye- say is it? It's a little yellow like thing with. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? That's what that's what I wanted to be. Okay, yeah. yeah. I wanted to be you... a sunflower too, but I was like, yeah, no, this more amber. Yeah. Or a rose. You know, because I'm nice. tall, bright, just shining, facing towards the sun, living my best life. What if I just said like a blade of grass? Did you Did you guys pick your favorite flower, or was it just like if you could be one? If I could be one. Yeah. If I could but be also, one. T- my favorite flower. What did you say again? Sunflower? Mm-hmm. Sunflowers are my favorite flowers. God, what a cringy flower to be. <laughs> Why? It's beautiful, bright, tall. People eat all your seeds. <laughs> <laughs> Is, I don't know all how to right. relate that. I don't know. What flower What'd did you, you say? A white rose. Why? White rose. White roses that, are That so means friendship, fine. right? Friendship? Yeah. What? Like, like the colors have meaning. Like red is love. and I don't think white. White is just like pure and like... Yeah, and I also like that it has thorns on it because it's like, so you can bleed while you're like giving it to the person. It's just so cool that like something like, so beautiful so much. can no, have like, something like so like you hurt. like it hurts. It, it hurts it's like passion. But but also, red roses they're like kind of too mainstream. Too mainstream. Yeah, yeah. Mainstream. almost like that. White roses, it's like I don't know. It just gives me a. You're trying to be different. I'm different. Oh, it's a hipster rose. It's just a. It's a hipster rose. <laughs> I, I don't know. I would see it as more of like a gothic rose if anything but a that's not what i'm saying rose? a yeah. white flower like, a white like rose, white rose I, remind I, me of like i think Twilight like a black rose would a be black a goth- rose would be gothic, gothic. oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a white rose would be like okay well i like white mm, roses okay. frolicking are, are you allergic know. to all these flowers kind of <laughs> but like sunflowers i just get over my allergies with and they have a lot so of these on them yeah well so do any flowers but yeah especially yeah. sunflowers i think yeah, but they're just like. Have you ever been to a sunflower field? Yeah, it's just so like amazing how like they're like they're really sturdy. Like they're like. It's like I wish it's not <laughs> a it's not a dream that's like out of your extent. It looks you know like, like walk outside when you like sunflower. run into your significant other like in the field and mm-hmm. they always show those like sunflower fields. Yeah, like, I want to experience those Bollywood scenes. I had that trying. moment you in the sunflower moment? field and it was amazing. It was Whoa. so cute. You met your love. No, but you know, that's literally what he was saying. <laughs> yeah, that's no, a- like you know, it was just like a cute moment. That's I literally, went to a sunflower. that's very literally what he was saying. <laughs> okay, well, it was similar to that. Let's Amber met on. her love in a sunflower field. Okay, yeah, wow. okay. Anyways, thank you guys for tuning in to an episode of Strange Flavors. My name is Shimmer. I'm Faraz. My name is Amber. I thought you were about to say another week, another flavor. I was like, we're done already. <laughs> <laughs> this is brought yeah. to you by Aleph Theory. Yeah. It is. Yeah. And I missed you guys. I wasn't on the last few podcasts, but I was thinking about you guys. I listened to what they were saying, and I have a lot to say about what they said, but you know what? Just hit me up on the Strange Flavors account, and we'll talk about it there. Well, you know, Amber, since we've been gone, we've been on Spotify. Yeah. Ooh. And oh, Spotify. Snap. And Podbean. We really, we're we doing big out here. And, I need to leave more to get some And MySpace. And LinkedIn podcasts. Link, yeah, wow. LinkedIn podcasts. You guys are and, making moves and out you know here. How, you know how the uh, Toys R Us shut down? Mm-hmm. We're on the Toys R Us podcast. Yeah. <gasps> they came back. They rebranded into a podcast. Because of us. Oh my god. And we're the only ones featured on I'm it. I'm sorry, yeah. guys. I'm going to go ahead and leave for today because you guys are just like excelling so well yeah. without me. Yeah, you should leave more often. Yeah. We, had, we had a lot of success. Oh, hmm. <laughs> that's incredible. After we were able to, you know, focus. Wow. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm sorry I bring you guys down. 
Yeah. Well, yeah. I'll just you leave should more apologize to yourself. I'll just leave more yeah. often. No big deal. Because we figured it out. Yeah, we figured mm. out. The key to success. Yeah. Is to be on Spotify because we're there now. Where so else can they find us, Shamir, on social media? They can find us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Strange Flavors. And <laughs> it's like informing us, like <laughs> you're having a TED Talk Guys. right now, which we are also on, by the way. Yeah. Okay. We're on TED Talk podcast. And how about the email? And the email is at Strange Flavors. No, wait, no, what? That's... No, Strange Flavors Podcast at gmail.com. Send us your love stories. Send us your life questions. stories questions if you want us to if, sh- talk about like something that you've gone through or something like send it in like let's discuss it yeah, it can be anonymous if you're a country artist we want your music yeah djs mm-hmm. producers. people send in music there was there was two different people that send in music so yeah so happy s- to send in send in more last week nice yeah. yeah and we'll put it in the episode and we're also on youtube uh-oh, YouTube. hello. You if you're watching YouTube? on YouTube, you YouTube. can see what I'm doing right now. So subscribe. So, yes, watch us on YouTube right now. And leave us a review on the podcast app. Yeah, and yeah. leave us a review. And uh, actually, a, a podcast listener hit mm. us up over the weekend. Uh, yeah. Abdul, shout out to Abdul. Shout um, on our social media, so you can, you know, talk to us. He, he DM'd us. He was like, yo, what's up, guys? Listen to the podcast. And, like, we hung out, and it was awesome. The whole day. We hung out the yeah. whole day. It turned into a whole thing. That's what's beautiful about life. Like, you never know who you're going to end up yeah. with, Absolutely. what you're going to ex- end up experiencing. And it was, like, a whole thing. And it was, like... We started off hiking. And the whole time, he's he's giving me, like... Um, he's, like, oh, yeah, you talked about this during your podcast. And, like, <laughs> you do this. And, like, you had your opinion. Like, you know, something will be on the radio or, like, you know, one of our friends brings up a subject. And he's, like, oh, yeah, for us, like, you said that this was your opinion. I'm, like, he's like he knows more, like... <laughs> Than I can even remember right now. He's but like, that's, that's pretty dope. That's a nice rock. Oh yeah, for us, you said that's a nice rock. For us, you actually <laughs> said that you like sedimentary rocks. And this happens to be an English. <laughs> but yeah, that was dope. Um. Anyways, yeah, another person wrote into us. Uh, they wanted to remain anonymous, so we'll read what you wrote and do our best with it. They said, "How do you convince your parents that you don't want to get married anytime soon?" I've tried talking to them, but they've just. They're just so adamant on their views that it seems like whatever I say goes in through one ear and out the other. You do the Yikes. same thing back, honestly. You do the you same do what? Thing. Yeah, just you let force it. them to get married. No, no, no. <laughs> no, you just like if they're letting it, if they're letting what your concerns are go through one ear and not the other. I just think that like maybe you need to do the same thing back. First, have the conversation, and if it's not going well, I think you just need to keep doing what you're doing and have them say what they're saying, and then you know say okay that's the best thing i learned actually as like in my 20s is if you don't agree with your parents don't fight with them just say okay <laughs> yeah but then, you're, then it happens the <laughs> next thing you know you're sitting down next to like this arranged marriage and you're like this will be fine like amber okay. said amber on the podcast that say say okay, okay so i'm sure it'll be fine after this <sighs> okay well don't do all that now okay don't find yourself in that situation but still <laughs> what do you um, do for us I don't know. I feel like I feel like there's a lot of factors that goes into this, and I think that uh, obviously we don't have the answer, and we don't know what your parents are like. Uh, but I would say that you know what what is it that you're trying to accomplish, um, or or that you want to do instead of getting married, and and is it does it have to do with the person that they're sort of telling you to get married to, or is it has it been the last few? There has to be some sort of compromise here. Like, okay, if it's if it's about you want to stay focused on what you're doing at the moment then you have to be able to talk to them about that and say like, hey, listen, like, I don't have time. I'm focused. I need to be successful, blah, 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 blah. And you have to show them. You have to prove it to them. You're going to have to do a lot of extra work, but that's how it goes sometimes. I'm guessing this is immigrant parents because white parents yeah. like aren't doing this. Um, <laughs> so 
yeah, you, like you have to work hard. Um, and uh, the other part is if it's if it has to do with like you are secretly in love with somebody else, that's a whole different situation. You have to be able to like show them why your happiness matters and maybe use examples from their marriage that like, you know, um, in order to have a successful marriage and have the kids grow up a certain way, like whatever, whatever. There's just so many different, I think that we need more context. There's not one answer to this. Uh, But I I would just like the the best I can do is say, stay strong and yeah. You and got try this. to re- try to communicate yeah. the best that you can. But I don't think you have to compromise either, though. Like I, I think that like, and I'm assuming it shouldn't be that way. Yeah, it shouldn't be I'm that just way. Being, I'm just trying to be realistic, uh, realistic, realistic on an immigrant level. Right. I just feel like you know, oftentimes it's like made it seem like that is like a goal for like brown females to have to do that with it again i don't know if she's brown but i'm assuming that in we an don't know if it's a family. he or she yeah okay he or she i'm just i know guys that are under the same pressure too all right well then what i was gonna say doesn't apply well, you <laughs> no, no, go ahead because it's yeah. a good perspective from like i just think that if you have a situation like i feel like it's almost seemed as a goal for a female brown person to get married and it shouldn't be that way it shouldn't be like oh i want to do this and i don't want to get married it's like it should be up to you and not because you're trying to hit these certain milestones by a certain age i see certain people cringing when they hear how old you are and not married and it's like that shouldn't matter like why is somebody else's marital choices like even your opinion and why do you even have to care about it like i don't see oftentimes in american culture if you're like 28 and not married nobody's blinking an eye but then if i say that to an auntie like oh i'm 25 they're like like you know you didn't find anybody yet and it's like why why is that something that needs to be talked about like mm. that's up to me like i'm not asking yeah. you about your personal life nyla auntie <laughs> yeah um so yeah uh, i guess maybe if we have more context or something but mm-hmm. or if if you are somebody listening that has a better understanding of this or can weigh in like please write into us yeah and, and or we'll comment on the youtube comments you know yeah you can like help, sure. help each other out yeah Abdul. By the way, we went like we started the day with Abdul like in the morning, and we ended up at a like hookah lounge club thing. We started off hiking. We started off morning, hiking, yeah, like, which was great. Yeah, like the the night stuff that just like I think I'm retired. Like especially <laughs> like I, like I think I know this for like I never really liked that scene. It's cool when we like go places and we're like all tired at the end of the day, and then like our friends want to just chill. Then that gives me a place to just like crash and sleep or something, which usually yeah. I get woken up by the bouncers because they think I'm on drugs. But um, like last night was tough. What? And then, bro, it was like you like, look like you're having all, a good time though. I was like, I tried proud. to be a good sport. I know, I, to be a sport. I know, and I was really because <laughs> we're of already you. there. Yeah, and also like Abdul and not a was like, Uber. yo, this is fun. Like, um, and and I wanted to make sure that everybody has a good time. Right, right. And you know, a lot of our friends like came out. They were like, they kind of didn't want everybody to came out. Yeah, and um, yeah, so. After like it was it was really far away, and then when we were on our way back home, we were getting home at like six or something. I don't know. Jeez. Um, and all I wanted at that point was like a mocha, right? And so we <laughs> McDonald's mocha? right here. No. We go to McDonald's. <laughs> like and, a mocha coffee. Yeah, okay. like an ice mocha. Um, because Amoth was driving back home. That's one of our friends, and um, I wanted to like try to stay awake with him. Mm-hmm. And like I don't usually get sleepy, but I was really tired. And uh, like we go in the McDonald's. And a whole fight breaks out. Like, this, <laughs> <laughs> we're like trying to get our food. Um, and they were only serving breakfast because it's six. <laughs> oh my God. And we were trying to go for like a midnight snack. And uh, so this, this guy with a red hat, I don't know if 
it seemed like he was like a conservative. He was a white dude. Maybe he was like a conservative. And um, this um, black woman, like they were kind of going back and forth. And then we're everyone's kind of looking out the window. Even the people working at the McDonald's are like looking out. They're like, okay, can we keep it moving? There's a there's a line for the drive-through like going so far back. Oh, so they're That's arguing in the drive-through? No, no, no. Oh. I'm just saying the drive-thru is okay. filled and inside it's packed, okay. right? Because nobody's moving because everyone's watching this. What McDonald's are you going to at 6 a.m.? That's a, packed. I think it was 5.30 right now. That's, it's packed um, at 5.30? It's packed. Dang. And um, I think people are going to work or whatever. And um, okay, so then out of nowhere, I think he said something. The lady swings on the guy. Swings? And then swings. Hits, oh, him, in, hits him in the chin and he starts holding his face. And he's like screaming and stuff. And then her... I don't know if it was her boyfriend or husband or her son. It's hard to tell. Whoa. <laughs> All of the above. <laughs> he comes running out. He comes running out and person. swings on the dude oh and, and knocks him out. The dude is on the ground. And now people from the drive-thru are get out of their cars to try to help the situation. And it was just totally just like Wait, shut they're down. they're getting out of their cars to go inside? Well, everybody was watching and they're all like on their phone. And uh, they're like, you know... They didn't, they didn't help or do anything. They didn't try to defuse the situation until after he swings and the dude is on the ground. What and were then, you guys doing? We're waiting for my <laughs> smoker, bro. Like, I'm not into this. I don't care about your world star production happening right next to me. I just want my smoker. And, like, uh, our friend, like, my brother and uh, our friend saw that he wanted, they wanted food. And they couldn't get what they wanted, so they never ended up getting anything. And we were waiting the whole time, and it was just like, yo. I mean, the whole point of that was just to say that this scene it's not, <laughs> I can't be doing this anymore yeah. don't go to McDonald's at 6am that's, um, that's, that, that's, that's the scene that's, that's the scene you can be part of it was um, entertaining at the yeah, least I think it was cool it was I also hope, like hope, super uh, tiring because we did one thing after the other as soon as one thing ended we were like like after we went out we were like oh let's go get shawarmas I'm like, oh, the shawarmas were the best part of the night. Yeah, but we were like, it was already so late. Then we have to park our cars. It was raining so bad last night. So you got your car parked for you. So don't even. I know. I know. Okay. You know, Um, (laughs) but it was fun. Fun. All experiences are. Sounds exciting. Um, Did you guys see this? uh, I think we have to talk about this. The Michael Jackson uh, documentaries that came out on HBO. I have not. Oh, man. So uh, leaving Neverland. Yes. Um, that came out uh, on HBO recently, and there was that Oprah interview too. Did you see that by any chance? I didn't see the Oprah Who interview, but I saw the. She interviewed the victims that were oh. in the, or supposedly the victims in that um, the, the documentary with the director sitting next to them, and it was a room full of like um, vic- other victims, sexual um, abuse. Of victims. Michael Jackson? No, 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 no. Oh, um, oh. Of, in general, <laughs> bless you. The heck? <laughs> I think you've ever seen on the podcast. What was that? <laughs> That was such a struggle. I couldn't open my sweatshirt in time. It sounded like you uh, laughed for a second. Ew! Now whoever uses this mic I is on my yeah. arm. disgusting. Amber, I literally sneezed on my you arm. Sunflower. Oh. <laughs> All right. Oh, um, I'm a so yeah, room full of other sexual abuse victims. Um, and so, anyways, uh, I think uh, so. We talked about this topic a little while ago, and we got a lot of heat from. We did from instagram and uh, youtube YouTube. (laughs) and this was because people were upset that the facts were not checked now now i can understand where they're coming from and Mm -hmm. and there was a lot of michael jackson supporters and this documentary had not come out yet right right so they so the flack we were getting was really like you guys need to do your research there's been um he's he's uh acquitted on all 10 of the 14 uh, i think 
Okay, in the documentary, I believe they said 10 or 11. Oh, okay. But um, And it was like a 10, pl- the 10 plus years of investigation, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah and so, I think, and, and, and I did yeah. read through all of that. I was like, what is this about? Like, Because I, I take that seriously, mm-hmm. you know? Um, we do need to do our research when we're talking about these things, and they are sensitive topics. However, at the same time, I think we addressed this last time too. That was not our... We were we posing we a question. Saying, yeah, like the what whole if, thing was what if it what if it becomes what R. Kelly's documentary presented right. um, in a similar way. Like mm-hmm. you know what? Because in R. Kelly's documentary, you don't see photos, videos. You don't see lawyers saying like, okay, yeah, that yes, this is true or anything. It's just you hear stories, right? Right. And people are like, wow, I did not know that it was to this extent, right? Right. And, and I that's think what it our was... question was was like, what if that happened? And uh, I think that you know we. People felt that it was insensitive almost, mm-hmm. which I understand. Like, I'm totally right. understanding yeah. that. Now that this documentary has come out, if you have watched it, uh, there's a lot of people that, you know, are now like, I didn't understand. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't want to believe this. I had heard these stories before. But this, the way that they have told the story, um, it seems like it is very believable to, right. the, to, the, to the extent of the descriptions. Mm-hmm. You know, they have counts of everything happening on, on a timetable that is provable. Mm-hmm. Um that when they were spending time, right? Mm-hmm. But not what was going on in the bedroom. Right. Now, the director has said that it doesn't matter about interviewing anybody else in the estate because they also were not in the bedroom, right? And uh, he wanted to tell their stories. So that was, you know, a criticism that he was receiving. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I, part of that is that I feel like there could have been people who were in his life that were interviewed, if possible, if they were applicable. Because there was, they were saying how there's a maid who said that they saw Michael Jackson spending time with these kids in their rooms and all that type of stuff. And, and she and she said that she's seen him naked. With yeah, the boys. And like, I think she said something about even like the shower and stuff. I I just think that if they are going to do it. A documentary like this they did a good job of having the victims speak i do think that you know r kelly's documentary was six parts long because i feel like when you talk about this you have to go into detail and while it might not be important to these victim stories but for contextual reasons i think they do need to bring in like licensed medical mental health professionals to be able to speak on the topic of how these victims are basically you know address it because they have their family members of the victims talking about how it affected them i feel like they should have had like professionals come in and speak on their behalf so i don't so i disagree with that because the way that the documentary was r kelly's was very Mm one-sided everybody said nobody was really speaking on the talents or anything of r kelly yes they were they had not they no the first episode no the first episode they mm. took a long time to talk about R Kelly and how he was so talented yeah. they were, had his teachers come in and talk they spent a, a like a, the whole first episode was them just recognizing his talents and where yeah. he was and how he was because of it I'm talking about compared to this documentary it it never felt like it there was always a state of confusion because these guys were like but we love him and mm-hmm. he is he is great and and one of them still battles right. his his understanding of love for him Right, and that is, I think, honest. I think so too. I but think that's that when you bring that... in the psych, uh, the psych people and whoever else, then it kind of makes it, it presents it as if like, you know, uh, we're that there's an objective to the documentary rather than, and the directors had said, I just wanted to tell their stories, Fair. and I think that that's what that did. Yeah. I don't think that you can tell their stories while you're bringing in like, oh, psychologically, this is what was happening. No, no, not like that. I'm mm-hmm. saying that they can ha- listen to the victim stories and explain how on just a general mental health like I think basis, that's what Oprah's interview what was would, for. 
Okay. Well, I didn't watch it, so maybe that'll give me, give me that what out, I'm there, missing there is, from this. Because you know, I do feel like I didn't get what. Like I do feel like this documentary mm-hmm. was complete and incomplete in some ways. Sure. Although my perspective on it from the last time that we did talk about it, because when we did talk about the R. Kelly and then we brought Michael Jackson, we pro- we proposed a question of what will you do if you watch this and it does seem the same thing and that did happen for me i watched it and i was like oh like i genuinely believe these victims and were you confused i was very confused and i think that that's the most important thing that we should get Mm -hmm. out of this yeah is that it's okay to be confused it filled in the blanks though it filled in the blanks a little bit in the sense that um when you're understanding like well michael jackson was acquitted and he you know all these people said it didn't happen and da-da. and then you have these victims saying like i myself came out and said i didn't do it because uh, that it didn't happen to me because i wanted to protect him i still loved him but that's not what we were battling that's like that's i feel like for me that that filled in some of those holes right but i'm saying even despite that our conversation was how do you deal with that right sure and my whole point was that like I think that it's convenient for us to cancel people like R. Kelly and all that. And why I hate cancel cultures because it doesn't make sense. Mm-hmm. Because we're focused on this one person. Mm-hmm. We're focused on, oh, R. Kelly? Yeah, like, who cares about R. Kelly? Now it's Michael Jackson, the greatest entertainer of all time. Mm-hmm. Like, this, and now, you know, museums and and radios are pulling Michael, ja- the Michael Jackson mm-hmm. yeah. from, like, this is insane. Right. And people are now confused about, how do I feel about this? Yeah. Am I, and the whole point is, like, we live in a time where everybody feels like they have to give their opinion right away. And even like, I'll say us, like, mm-hmm. you know, we, we run a podcast, people want to know our opinions on things. But I think that it's important that, that we, despite getting this flag, we do play devil's advocate in that way. Mm-hmm. And then I do ask the question, what if it happens? Yeah. Like, I'm not afraid to speak on that because now it's become inconvenient. Mm-hmm. Michael Jackson's everywhere. We love Michael Jackson. I personally, when I was watching that, you know, the whole time, like, I was listening to their stories, but I was also realizing I just totally like adore Michael Jackson. Yeah. Like, as in, I mean, and they were saying that they do too. But I think that's a it's problem. It's hard not to. It's. It, yeah. I think that cancel culture is very black and white, and that's why we can't have it be like either we're canceling people or we're not. It's like. Everybody has to decide for themselves what yeah. they feel with the situation. You can't just be like, oh, if you do these types of things, you're in this type of box. I don't think that it can be like that. I think you have to assess each thing separately and however you feel like it feels to you. For example, if you're somebody who was molested and you can like, you know, identify with the experience of the victims, you're going to feel way more strongly than someone who had nothing to do with it. And for them, that is going to make them cancel them. And that, for, that, for them, it's fine. I think I, I see what you're saying. I think it's confusing though also saying like focus on each situation because uh when we do focus on r kelly or just on michael jackson then we are we're we're making them individuals and we're not realizing that the bigger picture here is not this documentary was not about michael jackson mm-hmm. it was about the victims absolutely and and but the that's, whole that's thing what is, i'm talking about cancel culture like right. about canceling michael jackson because of it mm-hmm. i'm saying we can't just be like well, oh, i don't believe we, that we're not we're not putting them in two categories though but i think that that's the problem that we had with our last conversation too is that we constantly are like either people are being canceled or they're not being canceled and we need to figure out if we're gonna have this cancel culture or not the problem with cancel culture is that we are saying you are canceled you're not canceled or whatever and we're deciding that as a society as a whole and because we have social media to all all put our opinions in but we don't need to do that we all can have our own opinions we can all decide on our own what it means to us and how we feel about that so it's also matter. like michael jackson r kelly are our neighbors and friends and family mm-hmm. like these people exist in real life and sure. when we're saying like oh situational then we're like oh yeah like michael is canceled forever all right um moving on with life it's like no what message did we get out of this 
when do we check people when do we have these conversations when do we believe people and i think because certain people sudden, are equipped to have those conversations yeah. and some people are not equipped to have those conversations mm-hmm. and that's when they decide on a personal level do i want to even like do i want to have an opinion on this do mm-hmm. i how do i feel about this and assess it accordingly not everybody needs to be a spokes advocate or a spokesperson on this whole topic they don't need to all Facts. you know be talking about how this is the worst thing in the world or the best thing in the world and this person is this and this person is that sure share your opinions because they're your own opinions but you know not everybody's opinion I'm not saying that it matters, but it mm-hmm. matters to themselves. All right, so let's come back because so, we could go on to this forever. Um, I want to hear from the viewers what they have to say. And I think this is going to be ongoing and yeah. people are going to continue battling it Sure. for now. And I think, Shamir, you haven't seen it yet. So I don't know if you want to weigh in. But for now, are you listening to Michael Jackson still? Come back to this question. Ooh. Hmm. I mean. What did you say last time? <laughs> I'm canceling him as a person, but not canceling his music. Do you stand by that? I'm going to say, uh, no, I did not say that. I said that I'm going to watch the documentary and mm-hmm. see how I feel. Those were my words. Right, but you said if it presents to be no, true. No, I said I would I would decide based off how I feel. I did not say I would cancel him or his music either or. I said I'm going to decide the whole thing based off of when I watch it. You said I would cancel Refer Michael Refer back to and come back because you can check it. So, okay. yeah, basically <laughs> what I feel is like I'm like... I like how I said about the documentary. I'm confused by the whole situation. I don't feel like it solved everything for me. I don't really know how I feel about it. There's a lot more that I'm confused about, but I'm also not listening to Michael Jackson on a daily basis. Am I getting upset when he's his music is playing around me? No. But They were playing it last night at the club. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and it's not making me upset. I'm still singing along. But if I'm talking about Michael Jackson as a person, I'm not going to applaud him as a person, as a human being to, you know, like bringing him up. I'll applaud him as an artist and I'll leave it at that. Mm-hmm. Cool. I think from my standpoint, hearing all this does make me like a little upset or sad. It saddens me, I guess. But I think uh, you shared this post from Lupe Fiasco mm-hmm. on your story. Great post. And I yeah. clicked on it. And he literally explained how I felt exactly Mm -hmm. like, hey, he did bad things, but he also did very good things, too. Right. And it doesn't overshadow the other things like you can still both can coexist. That's the point. That's the whole point. And I was like, this is exactly how I feel, because and I said on the last podcast, like his music did so much for me and so many other people. Mm -hmm. And like people are arguing on youtube like that's not why we're supporting him it's just you know the fbi found this i was just saying like it's not about the facts it's not about the facts like i still his music still does a lot to me and Mm. i think his intention of making those songs was to put pure joy out there he's trying to be positive he was confused himself like we don't know the psych of him yeah but that's not inexcusable at the same time like he still did bad things like it's messed up all of those things can exist at the same time absolutely and what i did was like i was next morning when i I was it was like i could not stop thinking about it it really like that documentary will like change the way you feel but uh or like mix give you mixed emotions and i sat down with my mom and her her and i both love michael Mm -hmm. like she loves yeah. uh, Princess Diana. I like, don't know why, but a lot of immigrant parents love Michael my Jackson. Parents it's love so everybody. weird. That's how I no, but like my, my parents don't like other like big oh, yeah. pop mm-hmm. to other type figures. Yeah, yeah. But well, Michael just, Jackson? I think, I think because they see clean and pure like uh, positivity and all. Like there's sure. a lot of... Because Michael never had anything until like this started 
showing up. I but mean, but this has been bit, but, yeah. But this has like been around but, since early two thousand. But it was always dismissed. We don't we don't see that stuff the same way we see it now. No, then it I was don't like think we so. Because no, I remember sitting there in front of the TV watching like Michael go into the courtroom, them giving updates. We're yeah, like sitting there around the, the but, TV. But that the was Me Too a big part of the, and all that did not that exist like exist. it does now. It did it's not exist. Ve- it's a lot more like serious. But yeah, like we sat there. I told her what happened, and then we and then we listened to his music. Like, but it was like it was out of like it wasn't like out of joy it was like damn like michael like Mm -hmm. he was both these things that's crazy um yeah like let us know what you think about all of this and and you know i think we'll continue to work on how we feel about this because there's not one answer and and it's you're allowed to have mixed and confused emotions um so for today's podcast She's been sitting here patiently waiting. Um, and if you're watching on YouTube, you're probably like so awkward. Like, what is this yeah. going on? Because she, she has so many opinions on all of this. Everything <laughs> that we're talking about probably. She's making faces but, and everything. But um, yeah, today's today's guest is Divya Jaitwani. Um, she, we met her in New York um, not too long ago. And we have been friends with her um, since then. And she is this really cool human being um, who is, is like, she human? probably... I don't think so because she is one of the smartest people I think yeah. that I've yeah. ever met. She's out of this world. Um, but yeah, we're we're gonna get to uh, sort of dive into her mind and see, you know, what makes her Divi Dubai. So everybody, please welcome Divya. Hello, Divya. How are you? Now, one, Maryland. now you you were you were listening to the uh, beginning part of what we were talking about, and uh, I think it's important for the viewers to know that you were the reason that we had to go out last night to this <laughs> whole situation. Honestly, the so, whole squad so went out. Thank you for that. <laughs> I'm actually really thankful you guys all came out. That was we, we did I enjoy had, to an extent. Yeah. Just to an extent. I just to an extent. like dancing is so much fun, and like that's I what just, it was for. Just like you just like dancing and being. I, with good I company. enjoy dancing. And was it good company? Like, Oh Whoa. wow! wow. Just, wow. just kidding. I'm here visiting you guys. It was great company, obviously. Mm. Was this like why did you come to Maryland out of all places? Like, I don't know. Just I like just a like, break? yeah, I just like needed a break from the city. New mm. York's kind of overwhelming. Did you it, get that break? I did. Okay, it's good to just be in like suburban America with good company. Now, um, I think that one of one of the coolest things, like, just to get this out of the way. Is that uh, when we first met you, we found out you speak like a billion languages. Um, I think that's one of the. I think before we even get into your background, like I think this interests yeah. people enough to start off with. So, like, what, what are some of those languages, and how did you even pick up on all of them? Yeah, I mean, I guess my like entire upbringing was the reason why I learned different languages. I used to have a helper at home growing up who only spoke Hindi, and that was the first language I learned um, before I could even speak English. And I was in school at this point. My teachers were like, she can't speak English. What's going on? Like, mom, you need to get on this. Like, make her speak English. That's when I learned English. Where were you in school? In Dubai. Okay. And in Dubai, you kind of have to learn Arabic um, up until a certain grade because it's just the national language. And then I did French... And Cindy's my mother tongue, so why French? Um, you did French in school. I did French in school, okay. yeah. So you could you had to pick like one, right? Like an elective, whatever. Thing. Like they had French, Spanish, Hindi, and my mom didn't really want me to learn Hindi because I spoke Your it Indian, anyway. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, so I can't read or write Hindi, but I can speak it fluently. Mm. And then I learned Cindy 
because of my grandma and then she used to have all these letters and stuff from like back in like India Pakistan times mm-hmm. and so my great grandma not my grandma and it was like nice to be able to read that and like translate it out of Arabic because the script is the same and then it just helped me kind of like understand my history ancestry mm-hmm. like their thoughts emotions what was going on at the time and then and like, Spanish well, and then I learned Spanish when I moved to New York and then how fun. yeah like you're just like oh yeah so like I did this yeah. and I learned these five languages here and I kind of went over here and, and, and we're I'm, not just saying like oh she like you know took a class like she knows the languages yeah, like so she can that's what's like she can speak the languages like fluently like to the point where we're driving in the car back from the club last night and we're like you know different songs are playing and she's full blown singing along in Spanish in Punjabi in English in like every language she's putting on like random language songs and just singing them all fluently I'm like what what are you doing like, it's like how a do robot. you like what is this (laughs) i think like for me understanding someone's language is understanding the way that they think and like this Mm. is something i've realized that like google translate can't like put google translate always messes up spanish like sentence construction google translate in general just Just messes everything it doesn't get the message across yeah and i think that your language and like linguistics is like a very important part of how you think and how you convey things mm-hmm. and each language has like a beautiful way of like speaking and saying things differently and I, I love traveling and like speaking to people just being able to communicate with them on like their level and not enforcing this concept of like oh you can't speak English like oh my god blasphemy like <laughs> now before we get into like your uh, upbringing um, does it ever get lonely knowing so much and like only being able to relate to people on like a certain groups you know like you can only speak uh this language to this person and that language to that one but there's not there's no other divya with like 18 other different languages that you can speak with yeah i actually think it's more not it doesn't get lonely because there's so much variety of like like I guess Each, that's how you take it, because if that was it, me, I'd be like, oh, I'm Thanos, <laughs> like, I know all these languages. But just, like, going back to the concept of coexisting, right? So I totally believe in the power of, like, connecting different cultures, connecting different people, and, like, sure, like, someone I know that speaks Spanish might not necessarily connect with a brown friend of mine, but, like, just me being that, like, middle point and, like, being coexistent. And by brown, you mean South Asian? By South Asian, yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. I mean South Asian and then Hispanic. So, like, I have a lot of, like, friends that we connect on because I enjoy a lot of, like, reggaeton, Latin music, and, like, go out to, like, certain classes, dance classes, and, like, just have those friends. And then I also have South Asian friends who, like, not necessarily can relate with those people, but when you put them both in the room and, like, we're more similar as people than, than like, we realize. Mm-hmm. And a lot of, like, cultures, borders, like, everything, it can be blurred. Like, everything can be blurred if we come down to, like, the fundamental, like, atomic construction but but at the same time i think only you have that understanding and like that's like a privilege it's a privilege to have that understanding and i think that helps me like navigate certain situations empathize with certain people and like i think that's it just helps me be a more open-minded and tolerant person and if if there was more of that and people put in that like little extra effort to like go out i guess that's what i mean by lonely like you know i mean you don't know the answers but like you know you know that these two people are thinking the same way yeah but and you feel like you could save a lot of time and people if they had the same understanding as you does that ever get like annoying 
I mean, I, I go out of my way to, like, encourage people to do certain things or, like, push them to a certain extent. Be like, hey, you should try this. Hey, you should do this. And, like, I feel like people, like, are now becoming more open-minded and tolerant just because of how, like, like time and space convergence. Like, you can go from, like, America to, like, the other side of the world in, like, 24 hours. And the world is becoming a smaller place. And I think people are finding the importance of overlapping cultures more important, like, bicultural multicultural things are more important and yeah it does get lonely sometimes when i'm like oh i have all these like different groups going but it's also possible to like put all those groups together like Mm. my birthday for example was a perfect example of that there was people from like different things that i did different activities clubs like intercultural things that i'd been a part of and like just seeing all those people in the same room and every single person messaged me saying i when i walked into your party i maybe knew like three to five people out of all the people that were there except I left with more friends than I came in with and I'm like that's that's the beauty of it where it's like when you put all these different people in a social setting and it's all the positive things people forget that there's like all these negative things that they like harbor inside them and like that those like three hours help open people's minds be like okay like I don't need to be hating on someone because they're like of this nationality of this religion they speak this language I don't need to be hating on them because like we fundamentally are like humans yeah Nice peace rant. Beautiful. Mm-hmm. Just kidding. Just kidding. Um, okay, so, well, Divya actually saved us, like, um, from this, uh, multiple this parking. Multiple times. Multiple times, but, like, this parking garage situation, which we talked about on the podcast. Yeah. We were, like, kind of stuck in there. And then she came through, and there was, like, some immigrant workers there that, like, we couldn't communicate with. And she was, like, speaking Spanish to them. And, like, then, like, at the same time, she was listening to us speaking in other languages. And I don't know how her mind works. But um, why do you, why do you like... Um, and I've heard other people say the same thing, like Trisha from Brown uh, Brown Girl Magazine, like, oh yeah, Divya saved me from this. Why do you like go out of the way, literally, a superhero, to help people that you may or may not even see again? Like, what is that about? I don't think it's like going out of the way. It was. It was. We were literally. It was literally New Year's, and you like showed up to that parking garage when you had like other responsibilities. But I. I mean, it's a sure. savior complex. It's you have a savior complex. <laughs> and you had people no. like staying. You were like running the event. She was like in charge of the one of the people in, in charge of the event. She had people like at her place. And then she's like, oh, you guys are stuck in a parking garage. Where are you? I'm like, Divya, like, you're not going to be able to help. It's a whole. No, where are you? Divya, just relax. Even where before are you? this. And she showed up. Even before this podcast, she was like, oh, we need to do this. She was like, all right, you can do this, this, this. Like, let me do it for you. It's like, yo, chill. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like yeah, what's the thought process there? I mean, it's it's. Oh, oh god um i don't really think it's a thought process i think it's more of like like for me i think it like being a good person is not like putting an effort for me in fact to be like oh i'm like watching you struggle and like not helping you and i know you're going through this and that's like extra work for me to sit back and like watch this happen versus like go out of my way to do something and i think for me it like works in the reverse perspective just like this is like one thing that my parents have like it's a strong value like with both my parents if they'll go out of not not they won't go out of their way like this is just who they are as people they'll like they're always available they always like help they're like just hospitable people and i think that helps so much in like paying it forward so like even like say the new york subway in the morning like the subway's packed like there's literally nowhere to get on but if someone like gets on like 
takes one step back and lets me get on that crowded subway the rest of my day i'm like oh someone did that for me like the rest of my day goes positively versus mm. like if someone literally pushed me off the subway and wouldn't let me get on i'd be like well screw this like i'm gonna have a shitty day i'm not gonna get to work on time like that person was really rude and like that like triggers emotional negativity and like negative energies and like for me like going it's not like going out of the way to help someone but it'll be going out of the way to be a bad person and like just watch that happen when I could have and just... That's, and that's tough, especially living in New York when it's supposed to be everybody's, like, for themselves. rough and tough yeah. and, and pushing and, mm-hmm. and everybody's having a bad day or whatever. But, um, okay, so, y- yeah, you live in New York um, right now. You've also been in uh, London for a period of time and you grew up in Dubai. Right. How did Whoa. all of that help shape, like, it, we understand what that means, right? Like, these are, <laughs> these are like, major, major cities yeah. with so much diversity and and stuff just booming in mm-hmm. everything so like how did that help shape like you could start at the beginning of like how you grew up but how's dubai yeah i mean dubai for me was basically like mini india up until like <laughs> no it's like that's what i like to me i like, like think is, of there's it, a lot of indians there or you had an indian community that you were like kind of, so i think of it in like the whole like proximity level so it's like the immigrants that the desi immigrants obviously because like after 1947 there was a lot of people that were like migrating all over the place like across borders but there was just certain people and especially for me like i'm cindy and i think we're like known or like termed as the international refugees which is because mm. our hometown is in Sindh, pakistan but like when we were made to leave we didn't we don't have a place in india like i i can't like my home is in bombay or like my fa- i have family in bombay but i can't say that bombay is my native like mm. hometown or city mm. like i don't i don't have a place that i can say that this is like my origin or like this is my soil because my soil is like technically a place i can not go to because i hold an indian passport so to us i think like for me it's like the whole like proximity understanding where it's like certain people moved to dubai because it was close and like the gcc region which is like oman kuwait bahrain saudi that area Mm -hmm. and then there was other people who like moved further out to like europe united states like africa like all those places so so growing up there so growing up in dubai there was just so many indians and like the the arab population the emirati population is like maybe like 15 percent of the uae and like the uae was built on like by like indian minds like Mm. my indian pakistani south asian let's just say south asian overall because there's Mm. a lot of like different cultures that play a huge role in dubai um and like my granddad was one of the first few indians there like we were there from before i was even like the UAE, like the Confederation. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so I grew up with a lot of like people of my kind. And then you're around a lot of Isla- Islamic culture and Muslims yeah. and, you know, the like being in a Muslim country, they kind of base everything like Jumma, for example, on yeah. Fridays and stuff. Everything but shuts down. Muslim. But you're not Muslim. No, I'm not Muslim. So my I was raised in a, a multi-religious household, I guess. Um, and that's like not something I obviously this is it's not like something i share all the time but like my parents are of different religions and like that was something that like that was the first point of like tolerance is like being in a house with like parents that have two different religions do you mind sharing what they are uh my mom's christian and my dad's hindu okay yeah so and they both like that's like a functioning household like you're a child and like like we're as south asian kids we're taught to respect our parents and our parents views even if we don't always agree with them because most of the times if you're like an open-minded kid you don't agree with your parents views which is fine but i think that's the first point of tolerance is just like understanding how like the different cultures and traditions and customs work and that it wasn't like 
I wasn't harboring any hate towards like one religion or another. And then did that was, give you confusion growing up or even till now? I think for me it didn't because I looked at it. Well, I look at religion as knowledge. Certain like some some people convert the knowledge from the books into like emotional outrage. But for me, it's like this is what the book said. That's like fundamental knowledge on like how to be a better person, how to like like civil code. That like this should be. If you combined all the books and pulled all the good parts of it, because no, none of the books preach any negative, like... Hatred. N- any negative hatred or, like, n- bad-natured stuff. Mm-hmm. It, all the books are saying, are teaching you how to be a better person in, like, a certain light or a certain right of those religions. But if you pulled out all the good stuff from all those books, like, you, that would be, like, a good person. Mm-hmm. And what we do is that we twist it to, like... We use our differences and diversity... Mm-hmm against us instead of like putting it together and like like i i strongly value having friends with like different opinions because then like that helps shape my opinion which is more open-minded or more inclusive of like than me saying oh well i hate all these people because like they're not me and you think that plays a big role because you had a christian person in your household a hindu person in your household yeah. and then you were in an, a, an islamic environment an and islamic i was country. yeah in an islamic country so i i used to I like fasted for ramadan certain times when i was in school and like this, it started off obviously is like because I couldn't eat. Um, so like the UAE, even though as you tol- couldn't eat as tolerant as it is, like our like school cafeterias used to like not serve food. We had to like stay in a certain room and eat if you were like. So if like Ramadan, oh, oh during Ramadan, like during oh, Ramadan, oh, okay. yeah, yeah. If like Ramadan happened, like they'd change our school hours. Like we'd have that, it, that, that would be like more. <laughs> <laughs> we'd have like certain like school hours that would be like good for the kids so like they're not like straining themselves when they're fasting or like mm. and obviously like when Damn, you that's nice. when yeah, you see someone yeah like when you see someone like being tempted to eat like when you see someone eating you're obviously like there's like some level of temptation that you're res- like resisting as a kid yeah. and that can be hard so i'm like you know what like i don't have to go out of my way to like go bring food and eat i can survive from like 8 to 1 p.m without food like let's be real i can Dang. just like i don't think everybody and could, then you lasted the rest of the day when that. you got home yeah and so it started off as it started off small obviously so when i was in school i wouldn't eat when i was in school and then i'd get home and obviously have like a late lunch or an early dinner or something like that and then like as i was growing older i was like yeah i mean this started off just because i couldn't eat but it turned into more of like this is a respectful thing and like and there's nothing wrong with fasting i mean like there's like you can find peace uh, Every every religion has like some aspect of fasting. Like Hindus fast on certain days. Well, now it's trendy though. Yeah, the baseline is discipline and like I guess restraint and like abstinence from certain things. So it's and appreciation. And appreciation, yeah. And like every single religion has fasting. Like it's not just that Ramadan is like the special time in the year. Like even for Lent, like Christians, like they give up certain things mm-hmm. um during like the forty days leading up to Easter. And like there's different ways of like fasting and like showing your appreciation for like God or religion. Yeah. Like if I can do it for like X culture, why can't I do it during Ramadan? Like what? Like why does it matter if like like I'm I'm doing it? So yeah. Growing yeah. up in this environment was New York a culture shock to you at all? So it was a little bit of a culture shock in the sense of I didn't have a lot of American kids growing up, and I think American kids have very like different perspectives to well, me when was that like when what was the shift from Dubai i moved to in 2014 the first time i ever visited america was 2013 okay um, so how old were you so you're in high school my, or just graduating high school my it was before my senior year i was applying to college to oh. to and, move here and you went to us to like look at colleges or yeah i went to the us to look at colleges because i i kind of wanted to make sure that 
if I'm moving like halfway across the world, I want it to be happy where I was. Mm -hmm. And I need like certain things that just like drive me as a person. And that's why I went by college touring, making sure that I was like making the right choice for the community I was ending up in, the environment I was ending up in. And like ultimately college is something a lot of people view college as like be all end all. But for me, college was a stepping stone into the real world. And like what would my college do for me that would prepare me for the real world? And out of all places, you went to NYU, right? Yeah. How was that? I, to sum it up in four years, I, I can't even. Like, I'm so thankful for, like, all the experiences I've had, all the friends I've made, all the people I've met, cultures I've interacted with. Like, NYU is basically the world in a university. Hmm. Really? Yeah. Hmm. I feel like New York, because people travel from all over the world and end up in New York. That's one of the first places that a lot of immigrants go to. So going from uh, Dubai, which is more like (laughs) luxurious type country, you came and you really had to learn the hustle and bustle. Was that that a hard transition? (laughs) To go into that hardcore New York lifestyle, going on these trains, public transportation, how was that like for you? Yeah, so like full disclosure, when I was a freshman, I had like the most ideal dorm situation that had a dining hall, a gym, and a lot of my classes and classrooms in the same building. Oh my God. (laughs) Except when winter hit and I had to go back to campus for certain things, I would like shamelessly, this was like, this is my biggest like regret. I could have saved all this money, but I used to take a yellow cab to just go to certain classes because I was like, it's snowing outside. Like this is not happening. I'm I'm here from like 60 degrees Celsius, which is like, I guess they're a hundred and some. 30 40 in that range fahrenheit um weather to like yeah like our summers there have hit 60 celsius which is at least 130 something i don't think 130 130 is a ridiculous no i think you die Mm -mm. no no like that's how it is that's 130 degrees yeah Yeah. like it's like i think we need fact checking here nationally recorded yeah we have a fact checker but um uh Keep going. I moved here and then I was like, now I'm in the tundra, so like, great. How do so I do? You used with to it? yellow cabs to your classes. Yeah, like, because <laughs> I was running so late at that point. Also, the other thing, I like suck at waking up. So, mm, pretty much all okay. through freshman year, my mom called me every single day at the same time to wake me up. And like, my mom's woken me up throughout. I'm an only child. My mom's woken me up throughout my life, which is as like privileged as it sounds. Like. Like, my mom used to wake me up, and I used to get so upset, because I'm like, do I really have to wake up? And, like, I'd be a brat, but then when I, like, moved to college, I was like, crap, I can't wake up, I need my mom. Like, (laughs) that's when I was like, what she has been doing for the last, like, how many ever years of her life, please, like, keep doing it until I am able to suffice and wake up on an alarm. Wow. Yeah. You mentioned that you're an only child. It does does get that hot. 130 degrees? Yeah, it's just like, uh regularly it could be like around 115 um it go to 120 you didn't know that what do you think it was like, like nice like 100? 103 no that's chill compared oh, okay, to okay chill like, <laughs> all right it's not chill but but compared to the no way, yeah. like the nice like places Pakistan, here it, it gets get to hot miami it can get to 100 and yeah. stuff right and everyone's like nice in like, maryland it gets to 100 yeah. exactly but it, it, and you it, think that it, it would rarely, be in dubai the it same rarely temperature? gets to 100 it, we stay pretty like 90s no, it's, here. i mean this no past, it's 92 this past to 97 year? okay that's regardless still, that's you think it'd like be the same temperature here at dubai uh, no in a desert area <laughs> i just wow that, that. i'm thinking okay, like even in box like 109 degrees you're speaking about your parents and stuff i want to ask you um being an only child did, do you think that that was a plus or minus to your whole person that you've become now? I think it was such a plus because 
Like, yeah, I mean... Spoiled? What? Spoiled? <laughs> yeah, I like... Did my, you get a lot of attention? I, get, I got so much attention. Oh my God. Yeah, we can like, tell. <laughs> <laughs> always, okay? Just always paying attention. I need to get paid attention. <laughs> um, no, but like uh, you were also involved in like so many different clubs and extracurriculars. And uh, do you think that that helped you sort of stay focused um, and make friends in all of those uh, little groups like you did what you did dance and swimming and basketball and what else were you in the olympics too like even now she was like in the same weekend we went to go visit her you were running a dance circuit for a completely different organization the then you're having us record something and then she with has a round girl magazine which you're connected to and then right now you're working with like three different other organizations <laughs> like how are you not spread thin so i like as she's a- an only child because <laughs> I'm an only child and like my only obligation is like if this is what I think I like missed about having a sibling was that having someone to like look after or like look up to look, she's looking look after everyone else or look over <laughs> right so it's like if if I had a sibling then I'd probably like channel those energies into like that person versus like constantly being looking to like work on myself or like you know it's like collective success versus like individual like individual success leading up to a collective success because like my family obviously like I like there's certain things like I want to be able to give back to my parents at a certain age and like do certain things but like if I if a sibling was in the equation then I'd have to like in the moment be like actively thinking about them versus like now I'm like okay like I have to make myself whole so that I can like give back to these two people who've like given me all these incredible experiences that like I would even like if you have a sibling you know you can't just like up and out and be like okay well I'm out of here like gonna travel the world on like what budget you know like things have like those things come into consideration unless you're like sitting on like liquid cash that just flows like the rivers yeah I I do take a lot of my time like just I, I take um, a certain amount of time every day to make sure that my brother and I like fight. So <laughs> I, I thought it was gonna be like something nice. I like, know, like to look after I, my to siblings. Siblings do take up like I, I spend like you know a decent amount of time just on sibling stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, and it does take a lot. It do, like not just uh it just just that mental space yeah, for them. It has mm-hmm. to be there because like it's another whole person. Sibling. Even when they're older, it's just like you know, there's a lot that you you like consider for their life Mm -hmm. when you're making decisions as well and i think that for you um uh with with your interaction with people i think that you're very like uh you have a good easy to get along with personality for that reason of like you have to interact with all these other people and you have to know how it works um through that uh process uh you know you have a good amount of pakistani and uh muslim friends um and do you ever have to like does it ever get awkward for you um being sort of that like middle line of having both friends from both sides especially with like recent tensions of both people sort of battling so like some of my closest friends are actually like pakistanis (laughs) and in fact they're pakistani muslim bless you thank you um bless you (laughs) second sneeze on this podcast thank you (laughs) (laughs) yeah so i like i think it goes from like taking what I can learn from them and their experiences versus like I mean every parent is always like you know like they warn you they're like you know can't hang out with this person like this is who they are like blah 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 and like I'm not gonna lie and my parents are probably gonna kill me for saying this but like they straight up would be like you can't hang out with him because they're not good people and I'm like but you don't even know them like they're gonna watch this yeah I'm probably gonna send it to them comment down below (laughs) 
Hi. On YouTube. Hi, Andre. Hi, Uncle. <laughs> Hello. Starting the heat. Start. My mom watches everything. She's like one of my biggest fans. And I wish. If Divya, I, you have betrayed the family. <laughs> if I had like one person. We heard everybody in the world heard, heard this part of the podcast. You have disrespected your parents. They're prob- my mom's probably going to like say something for like outing her in public. But they like, I think a part of my like journey also was like educating my parents on like, listen, you have all this emotional tension because your parents had all this emotional tension, but, like, go back to, like, maybe three generations before when everyone lived in peace. Like, it's a little, like, hard thing to do when you're, like, so far removed from the situation, but I'm like, okay, like, there was, like, a certain generation or, like, a couple of generations that had all these, like, emotional tendencies, but, like, blur those lines and now look at how you're moving forward because if you keep living in the past, you're just going to keep living in the past and, like, not be able to move forward. So as I was growing up, whatever... Like, one of my my best friends right now is actually who I met in London and studied abroad with her was just, like, a a random, like, by-chance interaction. And she, like, lectures me, scolds me on, like, a hundred things, yells oh, at me. Oh, so there's a, there's a boss to Divya. There's yells, a mind behind Divya. Yells at me. We gotta get her on the podcast. I thought she was the mastermind. There's another... <laughs> this, this is a live call it's right a, now. It's a mutually symbiotic relationship. Like, okay, sure. mutually beneficial. Uh-huh, sure. That's exactly what That's she told what, her yeah. to say. Mm-hmm. No, no, no. Okay, we can... We can um, I'll get her to comment on this with her opinions on it. At, her name's Asmira. I'll watch out for it. Yeah, watch out, Myra. As, oh, yeah. Asmira. Oh, yeah. I saw her name. Oh, Asmira. Like, Asmira. Asmira. Yeah. Asmira. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so... And I think that... It does get awkward sometimes, especially if, like, someone has, like, a fundamental opinion. And then, like, just how you guys said, you know, say okay. And then, like, show them through your actions because, like, you can keep going back and forth with words and just be somewhere forever. But your actions really do speak louder. Like, if you're able to, like, take that step back, reevaluate, and then take a step forward, you can just, like, show someone, like, like be an example. Like, practice by example. Speaking of which, you have an incredible mind. Um, last time I came to New York, you were telling me about... <laughs> you literally looked at her forehead when you said that. <laughs> <laughs> you many, have an incredible how, forehead. How many, how many figures can <laughs> <laughs> you... Okay, can listen here, goofies. So, anyways, you have an incredible mind. Last time I was in New York, you were telling me all these different stories. <clears throat> and also, just, I was observing you. I, like, I can't text and talk at the same time, but you could be texting, talking at the same time, and listening to every conversation that's happening around you. If you're sleeping, you can still absorb information. Like, like, are you, like, are you human? That's the language thing. That's no. definitely, like... Even while you're you sleeping? Know, the more languages you know, just, like, no, the smarter I don't, I don't, and more open I don't think that it's is. because she knows more languages. I think because she's so smart, she's able to absorb so many languages. I think it has to do with her brain itself to be able to absorb all of that. Like, not everybody... You know, like, dissect it? No, I'm just saying, like, <laughs> how like how does that work? Because I don't think that, like, everybody who's in her... Who lived her life could have just gained the knowledge that she has or, you know, learned all these languages that easily. Genetic Most engineering, people, maybe. I, that's what I'm saying. Like, Mom, she's... She, like, Mom, survival of the that. fittest. Like, I don't, I don't know what's happening here. Mom, dad, I don't know. <laughs> like, how did the bay give you up? I don't know how America deserved this. Um, I think that was... <laughs> Yeah, like, my high school teachers, like, always had this concern. So every time my mom... Concern? Yeah. My, like, mom would show up to, like, parent-teacher meetings, and the kid, the teachers would be like, listen, like, we have something to say. Like, your kid gets the grades, but, like, she sleeps in all our classes. So, like, what? what's going on? Like, I would be, like... So I used to teach dance when I was a kid. I started teaching with uh, a Casually. company yeah when i was 14 so like i would just be exhausted like after weekday classes every evening i would come home like do minimal homework and then just go to school like 
type. You're one of those. Like, I was one of those. And then... Like, who were you learning on? Like, who was your inspiration? Were you, like, listening to some sort of Gary V in Dubai? Yeah, like... Gary V didn't exist, like... Gary Khaled, like... Who were you listening to in Dubai? Like, who was your inspiration while you're, like... How are you learning all this stuff? Like, to just do it... How that. do you do minimal homework and sleep and still get the grades? But they no. were t- they're telling your mom that you're still able to answer yeah, all the questions. Yeah, so this is this was like a actually like my one of my teachers was like we used to have a love hate relationship because like she would like <laughs> <laughs> so she'd try to like make me work harder and I was like okay I'm trying I'm trying like I'm really like I'm I'm. At this point, I was actually stretched too thin. <laughs> and I was like, I really am trying. I, like, I'm not getting enough sleep. I, like, I need to take a nap. Like, and would forcefully take naps in her class. Like, just be backbenching. Like, taking a nap. And then she like picked on me this one time. She was teaching something. And like I had been a little efficient and like caught up on that subject before the week started. And I was like, okay, I'm just going to read this like chapter at home. Like, for the sake of it. Because I know she's teaching it. And then she picks on me. And then like... Obviously, I'm, like, somewhat asleep, and I used to sleep with my eyes open, so no one thought I was asleep. Oh, my God. Of course. She is an android. She is not human. That's what I'm saying. She's... She's, It's it's so weird. But, like, that was Say no more. That was also just, like... That was out of fear of, like... (laughs) She's like this. Her eyes are coming How did you... Like, how were you able to keep her... Like, Like, what are you... Like... Like... You know when you're like when you're scared that you're gonna get suspended because you're like sleeping in class. So you just keep no. your eyes open while no, you sleep. Actually, actually, I'm not relating to that because I used to sleep in class, but I was dumb. But well. but you decide to just open your eyes and sleep like anyone can do that. No, as in like like I, zoning out. No, I was like fully consciously asleep. You're like you have your eyes open. She said, you're like she's <laughs> just like <laughs> she said fully consciously asleep. God, that means she knows she's sleeping, and also that she's awake. Um, like, she, you know, like, she has like a power button in the back or something. There's like you know like, how you have the different like memories like REM sleep. Uh, you said you don't. Listen, I, REM, I don't right? want to talk about this anymore. I have a fear of God. Okay, listen. What <laughs> is the? <laughs> I have a fear of God. <laughs> Let's talk about what what you currently do. What's the industry that you work in? Um, I work in like branding and strategy, so I do a lot of brand consulting, uh, market research, strategy development, business things for like different brands and then that's my full-time job and then i also i guess that translates into like brand partnerships and cultural um branding for my other like other facets of my life how much of like the world do you have to keep up with when you're doing all that stuff does that ever get exhausting like knowing what is out there instead of like you could just like do the job but i mean in order to do the job and like if you're working in an industry where like, the consumer is king, you kind of have to know what your consumer is. Like, you have to empathize. You have to like understand. Like, the di- you can't just like. This is also like another like opinion I have, and I'm probably gonna get shit for this. But like, when people put content out, think about the content that you're putting out. Like, you're creating content. Like, do you have a consumer, or are you just content creating content for the sake of creating content? But Divya, in order to get the consumers yeah. that you want, yeah. You have to do what everyone else is doing and do the trending stuff and do what it takes for the cloud just to even get the exposure. But but recently, just I'm, just I'm by just, doing that, yeah, just being listening. And I'm I'm also a creative, so I completely understand. Like, you have to do certain things to get out there, but doing what everyone else is doing and going through the motions doesn't help you or your brand because like there's so we. Like I said, time and space con- convergence, like the the power of technology, everything's just so open and available now. Like, there's so many people on the internet. Like, 
forget how many people there are in the world there's so many people like in one like one click i can find someone who like is a complete opposite of who i am as a person and like have a conversation with them and like if you're trying to build up a consumer base or like if you're trying to brand and like establish yourself as a brand you need to build a community and to build that community you need to understand your community you can't just push something down a community's throat and be like okay well like you are like my x number of followers and i'm gonna like dump all this on you and hope that you enjoy it like if you're if you're thinking that way like are you even enjoying making that content like are you speaking to your community when you do that or are you just speaking like what what do these things do for you i like strongly value interpersonal reactions and interactions so like i i can't really relate i like i'm never able to relate to like a celebrity until i've like seen them in person and had like a like a conversation like you know how some people find like figures and like a lot of like pop culture and like i can have opinions on those things but i can't necessarily be like i fully understand because I haven't experienced that. Or, like, no one around me has, like, given me that experience. I can, like, passively learn from you and try to implement it, but, like, that it might not be successful. So, like, that's what I get from, like, all these people around me is the interpersonal interaction and, like... I like the experience. The exchange of information mm-hmm. and the, the in-person experience. Is there anything else that you want to leave for the listeners to just, you know, when it comes to working hard and... And the end result, you know, finding fulfillment, purpose, things like that, that you can sort of leave us with. That's such a difficult question. I mean, I've like constantly battled with certain people in life to be like, is this serving your greater purpose or like, well, I, no, like that's what's personal to you. It doesn't yeah. have to be you don't have to battle like yeah. nobody can tell you. Yeah. So for me, I like for. I have like some kind of like I like. I think self-awareness and self-reflection is, like, one thing that I want to leave people with because, like, you can... Like, that you had self-awareness or that no, you, you de- teach them? No, you develop. Like, self-awareness is some... So... Okay, th- you're, this is you're some, telling, like, yeah. the listeners, like, this is something. Yeah, like, this is something that I, like, say because, like, you know how there's a jack-of-all-trades, master of none, but, like, today you can be mastering so many different... Well, mastering, quote-unquote, um, so many different things, but, like... Technically, you're, that's your jack of all trades and that's your, you're mastering self-awareness because like you're mastering that like I haven't reached the next level in like this trade. So mm. just like that concept, jack of all trades, master of self-awareness. You can't, mm. you can't keep going forward if you are not self-aware or able to like reality check with yourself that like this, this is lacking. And like sometimes people who can't sit down with their thoughts and be like, like genuinely putting their heads to it and being like, because I know so many people and I used to do this a lot before I would just go through the motions of the day and be like okay like now my day is over I'm gonna go to sleep like it's okay it's over but then you wake up the next day and you're like okay like now I'm doing the same shit all over again but like where where was that like reflection evaluation and awareness of like that was your day and how are you going to make the next day either add on to that day so do you do that like every night or so I do that or is that like not a conscious thing you do it's just like I taught yourself to just I like I do that every night. I sit down with myself for like thirty minutes before I go to sleep, just a long time, and like reflect on like the events of that day and certain things that made me feel a certain way are like thirty minutes. What That's like that, a whole episode. You can what watch. does that look yeah, like? I write down things that I like feel about. I'm like listening to music if like it feels me like it makes me feel a certain way. Mm. Um, 
and like you just like what 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 i do is i just like sit down and i'm like okay like this is literally physically all the events of the day now what those events make me feel what did i learn from those events and how did i react in those events Mm. and like that to me helps me be like okay like maybe i might have been rude in that situation maybe i might have been successful in that situation but like i can't let it get to me because like there's a next step to that success like if i did well at work on one day and my boss said something good about me i'll be like okay well this is she now knows i can do this but like let me show her i can also do this and like Mm. build myself out because obviously like just being able to do that one thing is not mastering it she's dope and uh where can people check you out anything you want to plug um anyone can find me on instagram on forbes 100 not 10 billion get, unders get, 10 get, billion get, unders. getting there getting there getting there i, I don't okay. think i honestly don't think that's important because like it's a title but like you can be on forbes and like have someone in your like real first person not respect you what's more important that person respecting you or forbes respecting you mm. Forbes. Forbes. Yeah. Just kidding. Just kidding. Just kidding. Yeah, like like rich people are sad. Like sometimes. Rich and people are sad. Sometimes. Yeah, yeah. Like rich people are sad. Sometimes they have terrible lives, and then a lot of them, you know, uh, don't know how to deal with it. They get into abuse, uh, drugs, uh, all types of things. But yes, okay. So thank you, Divya, for being on the podcast. We appreciate you, and we. Wish you the best of luck, even though I don't think that you need luck. I think you have the work ethic to get there. Um, I think we have one last question to ask you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, are you guys ready? This is going to be another hour yeah. oh, for this man. question. Both of you, ask it together. Okay. If, if you, you could, could describe yourself as in any flavor, what would it be and why? Oh my God, you guys. That was scary. <laughs> I'm scared. Okay, so if you didn't hear that, what flavor would you describe yourself as and why? What's the point? Why'd you yeah. ask? <laughs> why, why would you redo that? I just wanted to see if you guys would do it. And it was we cool. It. It was like, I'll tell you what. I think I'll be spearmint. Okay. Oh, spearmint as a flavor. Yeah. Spearmint. First of okay. all, my favorite ice cream flavor is mint chocolate chip. But also spearmint because it's like, um, it's like, you know, that force when you like first put a piece of gum in and like before you start chewing, it's like that. Right. Very cold. How it feels to chew five gum. He's like, what the heck? <laughs> like, what kind of guys, feelings are you, you guys, having? You guys never seen those commercials? No, no, yeah. Not yet. Not yet. You haven't? Not yet. Did you oh, say so that? She, she doesn't get the reference. Yeah, then. she doesn't get the reference. Not okay. yet. Yeah. But like when you first put spearmint in, it's like refreshing and a, like it's a sense of like freshness and then it's like strong but like also like good. Cool. Shocking, yeah. Like element of surprise, refreshing. Surprise. <laughs> okay. On that note. <laughs> Thank you, Divya, for joining us. It's been a very uh, educational, mm-hmm. very Even insightful. The whole weekend. The whole weekend. Very fun. <laughs> the whole very fun weekend. time. Uh, yes, so thank you for joining us. I hope you had a good time. Yeah, thank you guys for having me here. Yeah, of course. It's been fun. Thank you for tuning in to an episode of Strange Flavors. It's been another week. Another flavor. A little less stranger. We'll see you next time. I need a closure.